Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. My colleague and friend is Bruce Aldrich. I write an automotive column for Bay Area News Group, and I publish and edit the website, theweeklydriver.com. Our guest today is Bruce Mayer, and he is the founding one of the founders of the LA Auto Museum, and he's also on the board of directors currently. And uh, two things today. he Peterson Museum. Peter, who did I say? L.A. L.A. I said well, L.A. it's in L.A. It's so. in L.A. I beg your pardon. It's the Peterson Museum. And uh, two things. It's celebrating its 90th anniversary. And Bruce uh, has a specialty area with um, 32 Fords. Uh, and we want to hear all about that. And, and we just have a lot of bases to cover. So, Bruce, thanks for taking the time. Uh, I know that you have a busy schedule with lots of stuff going on. So thanks for being our guest today. Never in you know, in too big a hurry to talk about cars. By the way, it's Meyer, not Mayor, but that's okay. Did I say Meyer? Um, you said Mayor. I did say Mayor. It's Meyer. <laughs> we you did, we just talked yeah. about that, and I still screwed it up. Yeah, I think I'm in trouble here, James. I think so um, too. And any, yeah, I'm I'm 90, and uh, the no. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we, we get it's not a problem. So so this is a big deal. The 32 Ford, which is you know, in my world is really a, the, the the genesis of hot rodding. You know, yes. I mean, that, that's the that's that's the one that matters to me. So it's it's celebrating its 90th birthday, and we we've got a fabulous display that will be unveiled on June 11th. We, we, you know, it's a big weekend. Yes, June 11th, June 11th and 12th are two big two you know several big events, but. Um, we're honoring Billy Gibbons, you know, ZZ Top, the yes. musical group ZZ sure, Top. So sure. we're honoring, you know, Henry Ford III is presenting Billy Gibbons, Billy F. Gibbons. Uh, uh, the Hot Rod Icon Award. And, and we feel he is so deserving of that. And um, and that that's that's on the 11th. And then, and then Billy's going to be playing on the night of the 11th. And we're also opening a new gallery in our museum. Our, our museum has many galleries. You know, we have, you know, the Mullen Gallery and yes. uh, the Nierberg Gallery and so forth. And so we're opening a new gallery called the the Ross and Beth Myers uh, Hot Rod Gallery. So that we're going to open that as well on the 11th. So it's it's a really big deal on the 11th. And then on the 12th, we have a, a cruise in, you know, featuring 32 Fords or Hot Rods, you know, so. It's it's a big weekend, June June eleventh and twelfth, and there are tickets available, um, you know, for for Billy's uh, uh, concert and show, and it includes dinner, and it's very cool. I was looking. Uh, so, that that does sound exciting. Um, I was looking at thirty two Fords, a little little research, and looks like there was. You probably know the exact number, but more than two hundred thousand made, and that doesn't include the trucks that were made. Um, so there was quite, there's quite a few out there. They're really thick metal, so they don't rust away real quick. And boy, the, uh, if you look in the used, um, car ads that you can get any type that you want stock ones to, you know, like ZZ tops, it's, uh, there, it's an easy car to get into. Yeah. Well, it's affordable. And, and that's one of the reasons it was so popular back in, you know, the, in the forties, I mean, hot rod, listen, as soon as there were two cars, there was a race and there was competition (laughs) nature of man. But, you know, um, in it, and it started in the dry lakes, like in the, 
in the thirties, uh, Muroc and El Mirage and Harper's and so forth. The guys would get their, their cars would go and they'd have competition. But then along came the war and, you know, all the guys went away and they, you know, had a picture of their girlfriend and maybe a, the car of their dreams. And, and when they came back, like in the mid forties, they wanted to get back in the game. And the 32 Ford was an affordable car. It had a V8 engine, which was very cool. And it's, it was a one year only. I mean, it, it, it there's the, the, the 30, you know, the late thirties, the model A's, you know, were a different look. And then in 33 and 34, it, it all changed. So the 32 Ford was, you know, the perfect, you know, kind of palette to create your own, your own vision of a hot rod or, a, you know, modified car. So the 32s were very, very popular. And like you say, they came in every, every imaginable body style from Cabriolets to Roadsters, you know, panel trucks, uh, you know, pickup trucks, uh, Victorious four-door sedans, touring sedans. I mean, every imaginable style and they were cheap. I mean, you could buy them for just, you know, under a hundred dollars, you know, and, and go to, and go to town, take the fenders off and race it at the dry lakes or just have fun with it. So it was, and I don't know how many they made altogether. 200 sounds light, but you know, you know, I'm sure you Googled it and know more. I just happen to love the 32s because it's just such a good looking thing. Well, that V8 that you mentioned that it was like the people's car, uh, V8, that was pretty unique, I guess at the time. Well, when you think about what was out there, I mean, the Model A's and Model T's were four-cylinder. Right. And some of the luxury cars like Cadillacs and the like were v 8 So, I mean, for Ford to go into a V8 in a 32 Ford, which was an affordable car, was a big step and a big popular yep. step. So, you know, that all worked. Bruce, uh, with your uh, history at the museum... Uh, do you own a few of these cars and, and what about your collection? I'm, I'm sure it's not, I'm guessing now it's not quite big as, as big as the Peterson museum collection, but do you have a few of your own and, and how, what was your, your Genesis as a, as a car person? Did your father, uncle, brother, uh, start and, um, tell us about that. Sure. Those are excellent questions. And I actually have the answer. To all those. So, there you go. There you go. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. My, my, my <laughs> I don't even have to Google them. So, <laughs> so, so, so my family, we didn't have a lot of money and, and, and my grandparents couldn't afford a car. And, and, and so in my family, cars were the biggest waste of time and resources. So my parents, you know, I, I was born loving cars. I mean, I have been a car guy my entire life and and it just it didn't go you know my my family just couldn't understand it and just uh told me to you know get off of it and you know go get a job and you know you'll get over it that kind of thing but i i i subscribed to hot rod magazine in the 40s and to boys life boys life was a scouting magazine so i was a scout yes so forth but but um i've always always loved cars and and I, I mean, I hate to say this, but I have 10 32 Fords. I mean, Woo-hoo! that's more than anybody should have. And, uh, and I just love them. And I mean, uh, uh, you know, one of them, well, one of them is my Bonneville car, you know? So, I mean, uh, it, it, uh, you know, and, and one of them's, you know, just kind of like a record, so, but the, we did a book called Deuce, D E U C E. Yes. 
and by Ken Gross. And oh that, yes, that 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 has eight eight of my deuces in it, and all of them are historic. None of them are are named Bruce Myers, you know, car. They're all like Tom Prufer, Bob McGee, or Don Spencer. You know, they're all known by other other builders because they're all historic. And uh, so that's I've always liked cars with history and cars with a story and historic cars. Uh, I'm not terribly mechanical, but I think I have reasonably good taste and and I'm an enthusiast. And and uh, so you know, my my collection. I don't like to call it a collection because uh, I, I I started buying cars literally 60 years ago. So, and I brought probably one a year over the, over all those years. I've never gone out and think I want to put together a car collection. That's never been my, my goal. And, and my, my garage is pretty varied, you know, from I raced motorcycles when I was younger. So we've got motorcycles and race motorcycles and that type of thing. And I've got a dragster. Don Prudhomme was a friend of mine and uh, Steve Davis uh, found his old top fuel dragster. So we have that. I've got a go-kart that won the world championship in 1959. And so, so just, you know, it's just a random assortment of mostly, you know, performance competition cars. Um, we have five Le Mans winners, you know, and Le Mans in outside, you know, the SoCal hot rod area, Le Mans, the 24 hours of Le Mans in France is probably the most important race in the world. So, you know, I, I, we have quite a few cars that have run Le Mans. So that's, that's great. I love that. And, and by the way, my collection doesn't hold a candle of the Peterson. Collection. No, no. The, and, and by the way, the Peterson collection, it's really, uh, it's, it's, I don't think of it as a collection either because we, 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 um, like we have a, this 32 uh, gallery that's just opening up. And we probably have 10 32s in there, and only two of them are mine, and one of them's the Peterson, and then we borrow the rest. So, uh, you know, some are Ross Myers and Roy Brizio's, and, you know, so we find out, we find it's best when we put together an exhibit that we go out and find the very best examples, no matter who owns them, and ask to borrow them. And we've been very fortunate. We, we have an exhibit of, a Formula One race cars that's there now, and these all belong to Juan Gonzalez, and he owns Mission Foods. I think everybody, every one of your listeners has had Mission Chips or Mission Burritos at Taco Bell or whatever, you know. So he lent us his cars. He's on our board of directors. Juan is, and um, so we find it's best just to go out and borrow the cars that we need. You know, we don't have to own every car, you know, in our collection. Although Robert E. Peterson, who was the really the, the the guy that found the building and the founder of the museum? Uh, he had a nice collection. He left that to us. He's uh, passed away probably ten years ago now. So, um, anyways, Bruce, wow. do you find cool. as a quick follow up? Do you find through the years it's a double part A and part B? Do you find that people who visit the museum, um, Bruce and I are roughly the same age, sixty seven and sixty six. Bruce, I think you are sixty six. Um, our era, you're a little bit older than we are. Uh, there are some young people through the years and in your involvement with the museum. Who, who's going to the museums these days? Or you go to a museum and you take your grandchild. They've never seen a car more, uh, some of these older cars. It must be quite an awakening, um, for young people to go to a museum and see 
um, a 32 Ford or any other car um, from yesteryear. What, who are you finding is going to automobile museums this year, particularly the Peterson? Uh, I, I think that's a super question because that is the challenge, okay? Yes. Um, and, and what's interesting is when we opened the Peterson, you know, 25 years ago, um, you know, we designed it for Robert E. Peterson, myself, and a few other guys that were buddies of mine, you know, car buffs, hot rodders, and racers, and so forth. And we put together what we thought was a pretty cool museum. And and the people that came were our generation, yours, mine. And I say that they were in Levi's and T-shirts, you know. Yes. And 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 it was and it was it was, you know. It was pretty cool, but about 10 years ago, one of our, our directors, David Sidora, who collects very fancy European cars, Zagato, so forth, you know, he, he and I kind of sat down and thought, you know what, we've, we've had this museum open now for, you know, going on you know, probably 10 years, and it hasn't changed, and we look at our demographic, and people aren't coming back. We have a lot of first-timers. We need to, we need to reinvent ourselves, so we did. About uh, 12 years ago now, 10 or 12 years ago, we literally cleaned out the entire museum, we took every stick, piece of paper, pencil, car, spare tire, everything, nut and bolt out of that museum and completely revised the museum and, and just reinvented ourselves. So now our demographic is unbelievable. If you If you go there now, you will see such diversity in age, gender, ethnicity uh it's just unbelievable i'd say there's as many grandkids as seniors and and every imaginable you know race you know is there i mean diversity is is just i know it's a, a big word right now but it really at the museum we really have a diverse we have we have the latino low riders we have every imaginable genre of of enthusiasts there that's and great we to have, hear. You know, like like you know, our age group bringing our grandkids and and the grandkids bringing their moms and dads. So the place is just we're. I mean, we are just breaking records, right and left. And we will, you know, we'll probably have, you know, probably four hundred thousand people through there this year. I mean, That's it's a great. big deal. That's great. And if you go there, you'll be impressed. And like our. Right now, our main exhibit in our main gallery is, is uh, it's called Bond in Motion, like is in James Bond. Sure. And we have his cars, boats, planes, motorcycles, all all the vehicles, including the famous Aston Martin, that were used in James Bond's movies. So it 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 is just, I mean, it is bringing movie buffs in and people of all ages to see what, you know, the cars of James Bond. Then we have, you know, Pininfarina, who's a famous international designer. We have a gallery of Pininfarina. Yes. Um, uh, James Hatfield, uh, Metallica. Sure. He gave us, he gave us all of his cars. We had, we just took it out, but we had an exhibit of all of his cars. They were all donated to the Peterson. We have in, in my gallery, we have hyper cars. And I mean, you know, these things look like they're from outer space, but we, you know, su- supercars are yesterday, hypercars are today and tomorrow. And we have unbelievable hypercars. We're, we're opening an exhibit coming up next year on Elon Musk. We're going to have his 
you know, the, the vacuum tunnel, the SpaceX, all of his cars, what drives Elon Musk? And so we have that exhibit coming. Uh, and, and, our, and, and, we, and so we have a motorcycle gallery. We've got a race car gallery. In our race car gallery, opening up soon will be the history of McLaren cars, from Bruce McLaren's first car to where they are today. And, that would be a good uh, so, one. So we, a good one. Oh, my God. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, there is absolutely something for everybody in here. We have a child's, a children's center that was designed by Pixar. So, I mean, you know, you, you, it's, and then we also next month will have an, a cafe called Manx Cafe, and that will open. So we'll have great, you know, burgers and salads and, you know, good fare for families. So it, it's, I'm telling you, the place is just happening. And, uh, and we have the best team of uh, starting with our executive director, Terry Cargis and his, uh, his right hand, Michael Bodell and Lincoln. Uh, uh, it, it, we just have the most amazing management team. We'll have and, to get that invite just, soon. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to get that invite well, yeah. soon. Well, Bruce, uh, one of the things I thought was pretty amazing was your, uh, and you mentioned, you touched on your, your movie set, uh, props. And when we were down there last year, you had the, uh, um, some of the vehicles from Batman, which were pretty outrageous. And also there were some vehicles from, uh, Star Wars and right. we those have, are pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. We have a Hollywood gallery, and in the Hollywood gallery are cars that were in movies, you know, Back to the Future. We have the original Back to the Future cars. We have, we have both Batman cars. And here again, you know, um, there's, a, there's a, uh, an entertainer named Jeff Dunham, and Jeff, Jeff Dunham is a ventriloquist, but he, he has unbelievable, interesting cars. He's got both, all the Batman cars. He's got, you know, he's got... Some of them, you know, I'm just not hip on all the space voyager kind of stuff, but he's got those kind of cars. So we have a lot of movie cars. So if you're a movie buff, well, you know, we've got the car that you've seen in the movie. So that's that's a big part of our thing, our movie, our Hollywood gal. Sure it is. I'll, yep. I'll step back to the 32 Ford again in, in that era of cars. It dawned on me that, um, and I'd be remiss in not asking the, the prominence that the Beach Boys gave to the Little Deuce Coop, their song. And then, of course, you yeah. mentioned you mentioned uh, ZZ Top. That's another era. Throughout the years of, of that particular, well, well, 80 years ago, like 90 years ago, as of course, it's a celebration. But uh, different generations probably have come to appreciate that car from the early 60s when the Beach Boys had their song to ZZ Top's song and the prominence of the car in their videos. Have there been other um, times through the last 90 years that, those cars have kind of come back in vogue or have they always kind of stayed there? You know, um, one of the, another amazing kind of lift for hot riding was the movie American Graffiti. Oh yes. And that's up your way, you know, I mean, and so, so, um, little, the little deuce coupe, the beach boys, little deuce coupe was obviously, you know, uh, you know, really fun to brought notice to the little deuce coupe. Some people say, Oh, little, Little Deuce Coupe, that encompasses all the 32s. No, it doesn't. The, the Little Deuce Coupe is a, basically a coupe, you know, a three-window right. coupe is what, it, what most people think of. And, and so, you know, you've got, and, and ZZ, uh, um, Jeff Beck, does that name ring a bell? He's a guitarist. Sure, no Eric, well, yes. Eric, Cla Eric Clapton, these guys are huge Deuce fans. And, and when we open our, our gallery, we're going to have cars from these guys, you know, so... You know, you, we've got a lot of rock and rollers that have, that have, you know, 
you know, promoted the, the, the 32. Yes. They, and they lived it. They didn't do it for promotion. They did it because they loved it, you know, so sure. between movies and movies and music, it's kept, it's kept it alive. Now I must say that like, I, I don't, you know, when I go to the, the roadster shows and, and the good guys and so forth, you know, there, it's, it used to pretty much be model A's and 32s and, you know, a lot of that, that's kind of thinned out a little bit. I mean, in all honesty, I think the, 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 the 32 is, you know, the, the today's, unless their dads were into it, today's, you know, 18 to 30 year olds are probably getting more into the muscle cars, you know? Yes. Um, so it's, you know, that's a popular genre too. And, and, uh, we have, we have low rider cruise ends at the Peterson, you know, where, I mean, the the whole lowrider thing, and that was one of our most popular exhibits. We had lowriders and 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 uh, and artwork that was associated with lowriders. So, but I think the thirty two is probably it's even as much as it is an icon. And they and this year at Pebble Beach, which is the big car show on, you know, and and, and Carmel, they're sure. they're they've got a class just with thirty two Fords. I mean, the thirty two is still the standard, but. I, I'm not sure just, you know, if it's, if that's your, you know, best investment for the future, but it is for me because <laughs> my, my generation, our generation, the, the hot rodders were the innovators, designers, and passion for the car, for the, for the automobile industry when we grew up in it. And you look at, at, at the Scarab or the Cobra and, all these these cars were one hundred percent built by hot rodders, so you know it, it's a it's a uh, unfortunately becoming a lost generation, but it is such an important generation, uh, you know, to honor, and that's why I think it's important that we're we're doing it at the Peterson as well. Sure, the uh, Peterson Museum is the yardstick for museums. It seems uh, we've talked to other museum owners and. Uh, they always mention the Peterson Museum, it seems. What, what is the secret to your success? You mentioned uh, the diversity of the, the vehicles. I guess you have a vast pool of vehicles that you can draw from and keep it fresh. What, what, what's going on there that makes Peterson so good? You know, that's, that's another good question because we have been voted by international juries the world's best automotive museum. And, and, and you don't get there just by having cool cars. You get there by having a staff that is so hip and, and puts out what people like in the most graphic and beautiful way. Uh, Brian Stevens, who's our, our director of, of um, uh, you know, artistic director, he builds sets, he builds pedestals, he gets the right lighting. You know, he just knows how to, you know, take, you could take a Pinto and make it look like a Ferrari, you know, with, so we, we know how to present, we, we know how to, you know, to put groupings of cars together. We, we celebrated the 70th anniversary of, of Porsche and, and we put together the most unbelievable Porsche exhibit probably ever been mounted. Uh, and they're coming back for their 75th in another year or so. But, um, you know, a lot, it's no accident that we're the best. We have unbelievable staff, by the way, we're located on Maine and Maine for the car hobby. We're right in the heart of L.A. You know that helps. If, yeah, you know I, I love Sacramento. I went to Berkeley. That's where I went to college. 
you know, if, you know, if you, if we open this thing in this museum in Sacramento, it'd be a tough chore, but we're right in LA, right in the heart of LA in the heart of the car world. And so that helps. Yes. That helps, you know, because there's been other museums in other states that have come and gone. And it's, by the way, it's very hard to make a museum work. I mean, it's, it's, there's so many museum failures that people have a great idea or they've got a collection of whatever it is, whether it's, you know, beer cans or, or, or Bugattis, you know, it's hard to make it work. You know, uh, um, Peter Mullen, who's one, one of our, he was our past chairman and on our board. He has a beautiful museum up in Oxnard, California. Yes, and, he does. I mean, I'm, I, and I'm on his board. It's a stunning museum, but we can't get anybody to Oxnard. No. You know, and that's only, that's only an hour out of LA, you know, so we are, so location is important and content is important. So, and we rang the bell in both those in management as well. And presentation, like you say. There yeah. was a, in, in my oh, world, yeah. there was a, a professional cycling team that had a, a, a training camp in Oxnard and I had never been to Oxnard and they had a house and I went down and, you know, talked to some cyclists and the guys who run the team and. Actually, I was kind of impressed. I didn't even, I thought the name is so awful that I didn't really want to go to Oxnard. But once you go, it's a pretty nice little city. So people should Oh, it's a coastal city. Yeah, it's really, really sharp. Oh, they've got a harbor there and it's a beautiful community. Yes, it is. It's just not, it's just not on everybody's, you know, drive to work or where they live and so forth. So it's, and it's hard to motivate people. So you got to have something really special. Yes. You know, to, to, to bring them in. And we do. We Bruce, do. Bruce, I was going to ask about, uh, since you mentioned fam- your family uh, early in the podcast when you were talking about your family didn't really understand your your passion for cars as a young guy. And so I think you mentioned off the podcast that you're 80 years old. What about if I can be, uh, you know, in a personal life, your, your children or if you have grandchildren or your wife or other friends, what do you have as a daily driver? And does your family appreciate uh, your cars? <laughs> My family would be cringing right now. God, don't tell them that. <laughs> so, 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 so I, I, I've been married to this lovely wife for 52 years and, and we're leaving next month. We're going to drive our chop 32 up to Victoria, Canada. So oh my gosh. Been, she, she's been in all these cars and she's, so she's, she's a great, uh, uh, you know, co-pilot, so to speak. Sure. And, uh, and, and, uh, so, um, let me just, I'm getting it incoming here. Let me, uh, sure. let me just get rid of this real quick. Sure. Uh, um, a supportive wife. That's a, that's a whole no, new story. We, in we, itself. We'll do a podcast on supportive wives next yeah. time around. That's yeah. Great. Oh yeah. No, listen, you know, one of the reasons I still have my cars is that I've only been married one time. That's great. Um, we, we have, we have, uh, three children, uh, I, as I say, I, I had a sibling that has no interest whatsoever in cars. Just, I mean, thinks this is the most ridiculous waste of time. But, but I have I, I, on my middle son. It took, mm-hmm. and he is just like me. Although he's better because he's got his he's got his priorities way more in balance. I was pretty out of balance, but um, so so um, let me see. I forgot the question, but anyway. So I've been married fifty two years. We have three children. Uh, we I have we have um, seven grandkids and oh my gosh. still you know five uh, the five oldest are girls and they're they don't seem to have a lot of interest they like you know going around in Papa's cars and that kind of stuff but uh, but uh, you know it, it's not like I got 
you know, a live one here, you know, that's going to carry on the tradition. Although my son will, I mean, he loves it. And, uh, you know, he works hard. That's good. Did I answer your question? I don't know. Was, yeah, was it was, it was, it was just because Bruce's father, uh, Bruce inherited a car from his father and my father wasn't a car guy, but, um, he had a lot of different cars and I, I wish I would have kept one or two. And we've talked to many other people who, um, you know, they take their grandchildren out in a car. They don't know what the car is. They've never seen one. There's a museum not too far from where we live in a town called Fairfield that has a military uh, automobile military vehicle museum and children go in there and they see a tank and they're you know they're taken aback by they don't know I probably shouldn't say it but they don't know what a bullet hole is and so they see these tanks that have bullet holes and the curator will tell them about World War II and um so there's there's always a legacy with a car from a family member and so I always like to ask it because everybody has yeah. a father who had or didn't have cars and so it's always I always find it pretty interesting the the legacy of cars and families. Yeah, no, that, that's good. Uh, my my family, I couldn't wait till they hit the junk junkyard, you know. So there's nothing in my family that I wish I had. Now you, I now remember what the other question was. You asked what my daily is. Yes. And and <laughs> and, and for the last forty some years, all I've driven are Suburbans. So uh, you know, I've got a Suburban that I bought in '95. That's my and and it's it's. I mean, how many years ago was that? Like. Like, um, 27, you know, 25. Yeah. 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 So, and, and the first thing I did was lowered it and, and dropped the front end and I have big and little wheels on it and it's smooth. And you know, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's just my daily car. I think it's totally cool. Sure. And uh, my family just wants to burn it, you know, <laughs> but I love it because you could, I can just move around town and, and everybody relates to it. Cause it's just, you know, it's kind of like, under the radar, sure. really under the radar. That's well, great. you can put but a lot it, of you know, put it, a lot of stuff in it. That's for sure. Oh my god! You know, I mean, we can. I, I love the Suburban's a great automobile. You know, and uh, so I'm glad I asked. My, day, my <laughs> daily, yeah. yeah I'm glad. Too. I'm sure my, <laughs> my family is glad you asked too. They're so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, the, who's that crazy year old, eighty year old guy going down the street again? <laughs> you know? Oh my god! You know, when I got it, I put on headers and a supercharger and. You know, as I say, it's pretty low in front, and, and the whole car is low and smooth. You know, it's just so unlike me to cruise around in this thing. But I love it, and the more people it offends, the better for me. You know, I like it. Sure, sure. Well, let's go doesn't over. Everybody, doesn't everybody lower their Suburban and put a supercharger on it? <laughs> oh, God. You know, it's so it's, weird it's here. Just, it's like, what is going on? You know, I mean, I literally lower every car I have. It's just what I do, you know. I mean, my, my I shouldn't say this, but my wife drives a Tesla. The first thing I did is put box springs on it and brought it right on the ground, you know. So my goodness. I'm a low rider at heart. And, and uh, so, anyways, everything's got to be low. I like to sit low in a car. You know, I was, you know, that's just me. Sure. Okay. <laughs> no, that's great. Well, this is a good time for us to... Uh, Thanks for sharing. We could, as many of our guests, we just love talking with people who have such enthusiasm about automobiles and the industry and the museums. So, hey, Bruce, thanks for uh, being our guest on the Weekly Driver Podcast. We look forward to hopefully in November being come at, down there again. Come down there again, and uh, truth be told, they, they've had a couple of receptions um, in conjunction with the LA Auto Show that we've been invited to, and we have a bang up time there. <laughs> Shall we? We'll put it. Well, we I got to tell you, 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 you will not be disappointed if you come to the Peterson. I hope all your listeners will come by because it's, 
you, I mean, everybody has a good time at the Petersons. No so doubt. We look forward to seeing you guys there, and you know, uh, you know, the different manufacturers are kind of figuring it out that we're a great venue for introducing new cars. So hopefully, we'll see you there in November, maybe before. Thank you, yes. sir. Appreciate your time today, everybody. Thank you, and, and th- thanks for allowing us to talk about the museum and the 32s. And God bless you. And uh, we'll hopefully see you soon. Thank you. God bless you, sir. And thank you for your time. Cheers. Cheers.